Christmas time. Yep. It's holiday time. Yep. It's Hanukkah time. Yeah. It's all the holiday time. Mm-hmm. Of course, Christmas is in six days by my watch. That is totally, I don't, I'm not wearing one. But that means it's time for us to talk about Christmas. Our annual Christmas extravaganza. Woo! Where we find a piece of media that's related to Christmas and we talk about it. Mm-hmm. And would you know what? <laughs> that's what we're doing today. Yay! Here on episode 208 of the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello. I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Allen Ladium. Hello. We got a we got a Christmas themed piece of media for you this year. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> you know, we took a little bit of a, a detour last year and talked about a video game that's got some Christmassy themes to it. Did we talk about Snatcher last year? We talked about Snatcher last year. God, that soundtrack rules. Too bad it's the only thing that rules about that game. <laughs> Your favorite Hideo Kojima game. Honestly, I mean, like it probably is my favorite Kojima game. I was like, I, was, I said that as a goof, but like, it's not wrong. No, it probably is true. But now it's time to go back to the movies. Yeah. To the cinema. <laughs> and uh, there's a there's a film that neither of us have found time to watch, mm-hmm. but has become kind of a, a big. What would you? How would you describe this film in? the conscience of people who enjoy video games and Japanese media. Like, I feel like it's kind of a memeified movie at this point. I feel like it is too. Um, and I mean, like both of us are really big fans of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm surprised that we haven't found time to watch it until now, but um, yeah, it, it's, it's kind of been, I don't want to say like ripped to shreds, but kind of just like piecemealed into memes. Yeah. I think is a good way to put it. Like you usually see it around this time of the year. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. Yeah. And you only see a few parts of it around this time of year. True. Uh, we are, of course, we are, of course, talking about Gaikuten Saiban, a.k.a. Ace Attorney. The yep. live action film adaptation. Yeah. That was released in 2012. Wow. Uh, this is based on the first game. Mm-hmm. And is a wild, wild ride. This is uh, directed by Takashi Miike, who has also done uh, the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Diamonds Unbreakable Part 1 film that we talked about. Last ago. year or yeah. two years ago, on times times a construct, <laughs> times you, fake. Obviously, with this the way this year has been, everything feels like five years ago at this point. It's true. Uh, so he did that. He also did the Yakuza film adaptation, and has done just a bunch of other stuff as well. But those are like the most kind of like well known things that he's done in terms of like games and anime. So I think I, I feel like coming off of the Jojo film he did, we should have had an idea of how this this film was going to be. <laughs> we probably should have, but I I did not expect what we got. This film is out of control. <laughs> it is super out of control. It's insane. In the best ways possible. Like it's genuinely a good film. It is an enjoyable film. 
but it's so just off the wall bananas because he's like, all right, you know what? Ace Attorney is it, it's a it's a serious game about murders, but also there's just puns everywhere and just ridiculous things that happen. So let's just go full into this ridiculousness and make it happen. Yeah. I love it. Like he he really leaned into like let's make an actual adaptation of this as opposed to trying to like ungamify it. And also like not trying to make this into like a serious drama. A grim dark version. Yeah, like which you could easily have done with the way Yes. Someone could have come into the series and tried to adapt it, but like it very much feels like it captures the kind of tone and uh the silliness of those games where like, you know, those games are they're about, you know, crime, drama, stuff like that, but like everything surrounding it is just ridiculous. Yeah. To the point where it it borders on absurdity at some points. And this game is truly able to capture that in a way that I was not expecting in the slightest. Yeah, yeah. The movie does a great, great job of, of capturing that absurdity. It's so good. It's it's a whole lot of fun. Um, Like, the first thing that I noticed is that the wigs are all terrible, and that's hilarious to me. Yeah, like which, with the way the character designs are for the Ace Attorney games, like that's kind of going to just be the case when you make a live action version. But like, it feels like it just fits with everything else going on in this in this like this film. So it like, does. I don't think it detracts from it at all. No, the fact that the wigs are bad is hilarious. Um, like le- I cannot think of a thing that I dislike about this movie other than the fact that there won't be more of them. That's the only thing I can think of that I don't like about this movie. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, We'll get to that in a a little bit. I think maybe as well, like, it is a very truncated version of the first game. Yeah, because you only get the first two cases in the final case. And like like you said, it's to be expected because this is like a two-hour film. You can't fit everything into those two hours given how long that game is. So, like... And they did references to the other cases. So, it, like... A nod to, oh, hey, you know, I, I I know that these work here. I couldn't fit them in here. But, like, here's your mm-hmm. here's your references so that you know that, like, I didn't forget about them. Yeah. And they do take some liberties with some of the story elements. I don't think yes. it necessarily detracts from the, the actual story itself. But, like, this isn't necessarily a super one-to-one adaptation where everything's going to be exactly the same. No. There is definitely some parts of it that are very different, um, mostly just, I think, for dramatic effect and all that sort of stuff to better fit the story they're telling here mm-hmm. but yeah it's it's who man i mean like one of the first things you see is phoenix and his first trial um which i forget the guy the other um prosecutor's name with the w- really bad hair um but it, it's it's his first trial like it's basically in a shoe box it's in a tiny yeah. tiny closet <laughs> And then, like, when he wins the case, like, this lady comes up who looks like a janitor and just, like, throws the confetti around. And it's just, like... Perfect. You know what? Yes. This is this is exactly what I wanted from this film. And, like, that mm. sets the tone right there of, like, yep, yep, we're good. This is, this is what I needed. They're able to capture, like, the way the courtroom is set up and everything to make it look very familiar to players who have played the game and everything. And, like, it, like has like the same kind of tone of just like the murmurings of the crowd and everything and just like the ridiculousness of like the objections and the the holders and take dads and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. and like the idea of like 
thumbing through your inventory <laughs> is even kind of displayed here at times. Yeah. It's very, very wild. And it's, displaying evidence. It's interesting because like they the way they display evidence in this film is like it's very high tech where like, you know, there'll be like these screens just come out of the ceiling and like show and like show like how, what, what exactly the evidence is and everything and like zoom in on it. So everyone in the, the courtroom can see and all that sort of stuff. Right. And that's essentially how they did it for the anime adaptation where they mm-hmm. would have like screens come down and like show like, here's the evidence. So you can better see it for the audience, for the audience in the, the courtroom and everything. So it is, it's interesting to think like, this film most likely inspired some elements that happened in the anime adaptation. Amazing. But like the best part is that, you know, like Phoenix will like slam his hands down on the desk like he does in the game. And Mm -hmm. then like the evidence will appear. And like, that's a very good way to bring in like the gameplay element of like, I'm presenting evidence. This is what I do. Here it is. Yeah. Like it's great. And yeah, seeing phoenix like drop papers on the floor and like shuffle through everything i was like oh god that's how i am <laughs> there's Just a scene everything there's a scene uh in like the middle of the film where uh phoenix and Maya are investigating and it's like them just going around and looking at garbage yep. which is like very is is very like indicative of like the player going around and like trying to f- click on everything and find exactly what the game wants you to find <laughs> and like it's a very just like perfect thing it really um, is the only thing, like, I think that could be a detriment to, like, all of those things that we just said that are very positive is that, like, if you've never played these games, all of that's just going to seem kind of just... Bizarre. Bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> and not really make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't think you necessarily come to this film not a fan. Yeah. Especially nowadays, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah. This film came out on February 11th, 2012. Eight years ago, uh, it was first premiered at the International Film Festival in Rotterdam, uh, and then That's released an in, interesting place to in Japanese cinemas it. on February 11th. Yes, it is. Uh, it made its U.S. premiere at the Hawaii International Film Festival in April 2012, and then apparently, at some point, there was plans to dub this and put it out in various regions. Oh my god! For a worldwide release, I don't think that ever came to fruition. Yeah, I don't think so. But that would have been a very interesting uh, aspect of this. Uh, the film made $1.5 million in its opening weekend at the Japanese box office, and then eventually would grow gross 540 million yen, or $6.7 million in its theatrical run. Seems pretty good. Uh, there's no budget, I think, on here, so we can't necessarily compare that to budget. But I would say if, if it made $6.7 million, I, I'm assuming it outgrossed its budget. I would assume so, which I made a joke at one point, like that all their budget went to one part of the movie. Um, Various uh, amounts of CG in this film, you might say. Yeah. Uh, And uh, you made reference to this earlier. Okay. That it is a bummer. There will, there's probably not going to be more of these films. I mean, there, there, there could be down the line, who knows, but they would have to recast the actor who played Phoenix. Right. And he was just perfect. He was a perfect Phoenix, right? He did, he he's very good at like capturing that character, capturing just like the ridiculous face 
movements you need to make for that character. Yeah. And just looking so over the top. He's very that, like, emotive. It would be very hard to recast him, but yeah, that was he's played by Hiroki Nar- Narimiya. Um He was also in one of the Yakuza games, which is again it's something that we will get to here in a bit. Uh the weird thing about it, this this movie and like its ties to the games is that like they got him and the the woman who plays Maya to recast be recast as in the the Leighton versus Phoenix Wright game in the Japanese dub. Mm-hmm. So they play their characters there, which is a very interesting way to do that. Yeah. Um But yeah, he's kind of not in the entertainment business anymore because in on December 9th, 2016, Amidst allegations, he sent a fax, a fax, a, a fax, fax of 2016 to various television news channels announcing he was leaving the entertainment industry because there was a bunch of allegations that he was using cocaine. Man. He sent a fax in 2016. It's true. Uh, obviously, like, it, we've talked about this before and, and other times this has come up, like, if this happened here in America, people would just be like, oh, well, he just did coke. Who cares? Right. Uh, in Japan, that's obviously a much bigger deal to the point where they're like, hey, you're going to face a lot of consequences for this if you don't do anything about it. Yeah. Like here you might face like a stint in rehab if you're a celebrity mm-hmm. and you get caught doing coke, maybe. Um, but like there it's it's detrimental. Yeah. So like he has not done anything since then. He hasn't shown up in anything. Uh, eventually, when Yakuza 4 came out on the PS4, mm-hmm. they recast that character that he played. Man. And, like, I looked at happened. his Wikipedia page. I was like, no wonder he did coke. Like, he had a hard life. Mm-hmm. He's a man. Let's do a lot of coke. Let him do a lot of coke. He's not hurting anyone else. No. But, again, like, the difference in just, you know, Culture. cultural. So. Yeah. Yeah. That is a thing. He should just come over here and be Phoenix Wright all the time. I wonder how that would, like, if he would, like, just move and go somewhere else, if, like, how that would change things. I, that's a very open-ended question, but, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if anyone else has, like, tried to do that and they they were, like, blacklisted or something or blackballed. Yeah, Who knows? Ah, oh, but, Yeah. It's a shame because, like, like you said, I think he he plays this character perfectly, and like, it'd be hard to get another person to come in and like play it as well as he does. Yeah, like he just nailed it. Mm-hmm. He felt like Phoenix. Yes, indeed, he did. Uh, well, let's talk about the plot of this film. Okay. It is basically the plot of the first Ace Attorney game, so if you've played that, you know exactly what's going to happen here, for the yep. most part. For the most part. Um, like you said earlier, they kind of begin this where Phoenix is doing his first case in this broom closet of a courtroom. <laughs> it's just very grungy looking. He uh, he defends Larry Butts from murder. Which they kind of it, It's very brief that they go through that case, which is like, did he kill this guy? No, the, the clock was wrong. Yeah, I mean, it's mainly set up to, like, introduce the character, introduce Larry, mm-hmm. but also introduce the thinker. And also introduce Mia. Oh, yeah, Mia, too. Uh, and then, basically, that kind of th- throws them into the, the second case, which is 
uh, when Mia gets murdered, mm-hmm. uh, Maya's found. Phoenix finds them, finds her, and it's like, oh gosh, what's happened? My mentor has died. Oh no! Let me just touch the murder weapon a lot. Yes, a lot of people just love touching murder weapons in this movie. <laughs> I was like, oh god, stop doing that. There um, we get our introduction to Gumshoe. Yeah. He's not as big. He's in not this as big, film. but he actually really felt gumshoey by the yeah. end of it. I was like, all right, all right, I can buy this. You made mention of like, oh, he's not that big in this. And I was like, <laughs> the only way, it. yeah, the only way you would be able to get a dude like that size to play him would be as like if you found some wrestler to play him. And then you're just sacrificing acting quality at that point, probably, to <laughs> just to, to get the look right. Yeah, I mean, like, the guy definitely pulled it off um, once I got over my initial, like, oh, wow, he's small. Mm-hmm. Um, small in comparison to Gumshoe. He's not an actual small person. He's just, he's skinnier. Yeah, he's he's definitely skinnier. Um, but he pulled off the personality of it pretty well, so mm-hmm. that was that was great. Um, also, we didn't even mention the fact that Phoenix has a sweet trench coat. Like, it's so stylish. Yeah, nice, very nice coat. It's very so nice. Stylish. Um, they they got rid of the the boob lady in the hotel across the way. Yeah, so she's just completely gone, and the main uh, the main witness is Red White. But and they also changed his character as well. Like, he's no longer like the CEO of like this company. He's just a photojournalist. Yeah, he's just like a grungy photojournalist. He's just a dude. He looks like he like goes to see the cure a lot. <laughs> so like that was an interesting thing. Yeah, he's like yeah, he's just not as like gaudy. He's just I I like my hair down and I'm just here. Which like I say that as somebody who likes the cure. He looks like somebody that goes to see the cure a lot. But he also at one point like opens his trench coat and has like a a loud um a megaphone. Yeah. I was like, all right, yeah, that feels very Ace Attorney. <laughs> they do kind of capture the uh, like the breakdown moments as well. Yeah, they is... do. Oh, we didn't even mention the first time where the the, the first case where the guy just like got cotton balls coming out of his mouth. Yeah. Like, Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Which like, if you're making this uh, adaptation of these games, you want the freak out moments that the characters have, and they do that pretty well here. Yeah, so his was like turning around and opening up his trench coat and yelling in a megaphone. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, but yeah, this is also where you get to see uh, the introduction of Miles. Uh, they do like a little bit of like a backstory for him, where like, oh, he's this you know this up and coming uh, prosecutor who basically wins by any means necessary. There's kind of some controversy surrounding him, but not enough to really do anything about it but also we when phoenix has to go for this like big case where he's defending maya you really see how like the the attorneys in this universe because of how they've changed rock stars yeah because of how they changed the court system is like they're just rock stars where like there's gaggles of paparazzi just surrounding them as they go up the stairs to the courtroom like meet each other in the center like they're getting married it's wild (laughs) just so over the top like it 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 fits the very just ridiculous nature of this film it's fantastic yes um but basically that court that case is essentially you know the second case in the game so like it kind of goes similarly to the second case in the game so like you know there's the whole deal about the the glass lampshade whether it's actually seen by the the witness or not um, 
and then the the death note quote unquote not the the notebook but like the, the <laughs> note that Maya allegedly leaves on a on a receipt that Mia's yes receives that says Maya on it ends up being kind of the thing that cracks the case wide open. Um, I did like that they said like you literally you have the case in your hands and he like looks at his hand and he's got the receipt and he's <laughs> yes. like ah. Um, I also did enjoy though that like one of the things that they different did they did differently here is that Maya like at the end of the case like goes and yells at red white and's like why did you kill my sister what is going on mm-hmm. um they also made like the the when she gets like taken over by mia the spirit channel thing it seems like way more violent it seems way more violent and i was like whoa also like they don't make like <laughs> mia and maya's uh outfit just like boobs mcgee which yeah, i guess they- she doesn't really truly become boobs mcgee until she gets into like pearl's outfit but obviously pearls isn't in the game or in this film or in the game either but she's still pretty boobs mcgee in this one but pearls it's not it's not as bad as the games yeah make it out to be so Um, but it's a benefit but Um, yeah it was it was a lot more violent of a of a takeover kind of weird i thought it was an interesting like way to do that Mm -hmm. because i feel like it the game just kind of make it like oh well Bloop. Now I'm in this person, and I feel like if that was the actual case, like it would, it would be kind of a violent takeover kind of thing, mm-hmm. where like the person's not supposed to be like whoa, <laughs> sort of thing. Uh, I do like as well that they keep the meme of the update, the updated autopsy report where it was in it. Phoenix goes to present the autopsy, and then Edward's like, "Ho ho ho! Did you know we we did a second autopsy, and here's the updated version." I was so happy that that happened because we made a joke about it earlier that like he went and asked for the autopsy report, and we like you made a joke about it's going to be updated soon, mm-hmm. and then they actually did do that. We're like, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, the fact that like we cheered about the fact that the autopsy got updated—it's hilarious. It's, it's very good. It's really good. Um, but yeah, he writes able to eventually win the case, and like you said, uh, Maya like yells at Red White about like, "Why did you murder my sister?" And he doesn't really say anything. Uh, but that soon leads us into the the final case of the game and also the film, mm-hmm. which of course is the big case of both the game and the film. Yep. Um. We see the opening scenes from that case where Edgeworth's on a boat. A dude shoots at him and tells him Merry Christmas before Merry falling Christmas. out of the boat. Yeah. He says it in English, too. Of course, this is all related to the DL6 case. Never Remember the DL6 case. Never forget it. Never forget. Um, also, this is, is why we're here. This is the yeah. Christmas part. <laughs> this is the Christmas part of the film because this takes place during Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a scene like early on when uh, Mia hasn't been killed yet where she sneaks into like an evidence locker and finds a bullet related to the DL6 case because she's still been investigating it obviously because of her mom being tied to it and everything and getting like um what's the word I'm looking for? Discredited. Discredited for it and all that sort of stuff. So she's still been investigating it on the side and presumably she's murdered because of her investigating it and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So that, that scene in particular where she steals something from the evidence locker is new to this film yes so it's a little bit different but 
Uh, this basically starts off the way you see the game start off, where it has the boat scene and everything, and Edgeworth grabs the gun and is like, Ooh. Again, touching the murder weapon, don't do that. Mm-hmm. That's a bad idea. Your fingerprints are going to get all over there. Uh, in the meantime, Phoenix has been like looking up stuff about this case because he finds out that you know Mia's been investigating herself, and he's like surrounded by all these books in the office and Maya runs in is like like looking for him and she spots him because like a few strands of his spiked hair is poking out from behind these books and he's like yep turn the tv on um also their office is like super fancy in this whereas that yeah. is not the case in the game there's no charlie and it's very upsetting but like their office is swanky you don't really spend a lot of time in the office um, so it probably it wouldn't have made sense to include like here's our here's our pl- plant. I just wanted to see a fake plant in the song. I mean, it's true. It's really all I wanted. I named my plant after it. Come on, you did. Uh, they they, they watched a television report about Gordy. Gordy. And then and they're like, oh, hang on, we gotta change the channel. And then they find they see a report of <laughs> of Edgeworth going to going to jail. <laughs> reporter switch off thing. <laughs> yeah, there's this weird so like they're watching a news channel and there's this reporter and like talking about the, the the case and everything and he runs off camera and then they just the camera just stays with another reporter from a different channel. They're like, "We'll just take this guy's report cuz our guy just walked off." He's just done. Like, what is going on? <laughs> it was so good. So wild. Oh, man. So, Ed- so, so Edgeworth's in jail because everyone thinks he murdered this attorney, Robert Hammond. Edgeworth's like yep. being moody as Wright goes to see him in jail. Oh, man. And that, that like, visiting room is so It's very filthy. dark and grungy compared to the games where the games are just like, it's very bright and open. And this yeah. is like, this is very dark. Yeah. I mean, like, the the games kind of represent like here's the blight blight bright fluorescent lights that are in most mm-hmm. of these facilities they're annoying and obnoxious um and this is like the windows are dirty and <laughs> we don't really clean dark, it that it well it kind of looks like yeah. a dungeon uh so right's like uh, he offers to help him edward's like eh, whatever i'll get someone will come and then like phoenix leaves and gumshoe shows up and is like yeah no one's gonna come help him you need to help him or, yeah. Everybody so like, said just, no. Please do this. Please help help this dude. Yeah. It, it, I'll have a grudge. The weird thing about that scene that they have with Gumshoe and, and Phoenix is like they shoot it in like it's the, they're just like it, yeah, essentially it's like in a warehouse where like the back is lit up because like it's an opening, but everything else is just dark. Yeah. So you just see them as like silhouettes. It's a very strange yeah. like choice, like cin- cin- cinematic choice yes. to do that, and like. I don't know how I feel about that. Like it feels yeah, like they're trying know. to like evoke old noir style cinema <laughs> with that kind of shot, but like it's so weird. Yeah. Cause you just don't see the characters true. except for like just their outlines essentially. Like you can't see their faces or anything mm-hmm. or like what they're do or like what they're doing or anything. It's very, very bizarre. Good thing their silhouettes are iconic. Yeah, that's the, that is a good thing. <laughs> Like, who's talking to who? What's happening? Ah! Um, so they go to investigate things around the 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 lake where the lake. Uh, Larry Butts has his shop set up. 
he plays the steel samurai theme at times and maya is very enraptured by it <laughs> yep he's been selling these like buns that he buys the buns yep. and then puts a steel samurai yep. label over it and then sells them for more uh and then all their budget went to the giant inflatable steel very samurai good. <laughs> yep very good very very good uh so they go around investigating stuff and then they run into a lot of heart who's got her her cameras out because she's trying to find Gordy but then she also found evidence mm-hmm. of a shooting and then she's like oh i got these images i got these these photos oh i should go to the police i could be a star witness <laughs> they're like yep. no i like that they pulled off her uh, it's very her big good afro. it was very good but yeah that that's uh, that that leads you to the the case and everything where you go against von karma who is the uh, the 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 big boss of this game? You know he's got the perfect record as a prosecutor, yep. never been defeated, never taken a vacation in forty years except for one day. He's he Edward's, Edward's mentor. mentor. All of that, and Phoenix has to go against him to prove his friend's innocence. Uh, we also learn, I think, at some point as well, where they do go into the backstory of Phoenix and Edgeworth and Larry. They do the the. The school trial school case, trial. Um, which is, I think, briefly kind of talked about in the the game itself. Um, mm-hmm. The anime obviously kind of dives more into that sort of into like the the kid stuff than I think what the game does. So again, I'm left wondering if the the anime looked at the film and was like, they did some of this kid stuff. We should dive into that kid stuff. <laughs> I love that, like. Tiny Edgeworth is just still in like his suit, but his suit is yes. like shorts. <laughs> He's like a fancy kid, but wearing his, his dang shorts. Everybody else is like, I'm in a t shirt. Like, yeah, he would. He would. He would. Uh, so they get to the, the court case and everything. They're trying to figure out what exactly happened. This is obviously where we get the, the very infamous scene of yep. the. Uh, they bring in the 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 witness who's the the boat caretaker who's like yeah it was it was you know around midnight when this happened i saw him coming i saw the thing happen or it was it's a lot of heart um she's yeah. investigating she's like yeah it was like after christmas and everything doing all this stuff and then like they get the the photographs out and everything and then phoenix is like would you talk about it be like before christmas don't you mean it was technically Christmas because of the time? <laughs> and everyone just like falls over <laughs> in the courtroom. <laughs> yeah, like their hair gets blown back. It's, it's really very good. good. It's really good. It's just so ridiculous. Like everyone's like, why was that the first thing you came up with? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you have a sweater with that? Yeah, I have a Phoenix Wright Merry Christmas, uh, ugly Christmas sweater. That's the most amazing thing I've ever heard of. Almost Christmas means it wasn't Christmas. It's true. That's just the law. Uh, so basically the point of contention for like the first day of the trial is like the, the photographs and everything, the two shots that are heard, and trying to determine exactly what happened because it's just photographic evidence for now. Eventually there is a discrepancy found and they're able to go investigate for a second day and all that. I think this is where you kind of like see them just trying to find anything that they can. Mm-hmm. 
poking and prodding around the the lake, all that sort of stuff. Uh, then they get to the second day where they bring in the boat caretaker who doesn't know his name, but he's the boat caretaker. He doesn't have any memories from past two years ago, but he he definitely heard. Edgeworth walked by his his boat place and was like, I totally killed this guy. Yep, that was me. Yep. Miles is like, no, I didn't say that. And he's like, yeah, it was definitely that guy. He had the, he had the, well, uh, shoot, why am I blanket on the necktie? He like Ascot the cravat. It was cravat, flowing in go. the wind and he's like, it never flowed in the wind. In the wind. <laughs> <laughs> I am so offended that you would say that my cravat would flow in the wind. Also, I didn't say that I murdered anybody. Um, and then Larry just like runs out and is like, hey, that's not true. I got differing evidence. Because <laughs> they, they eventually also find out that Gordy is just the exploded steel samurai uh, balloon thing. Yep. So he's just like, yeah, I was out trying and, and I stole a boat. Went out to go find the Steel Samurai, and, you know, I was just listening on the radio. It was, like, around 11.30. I found it, brought it back to shore and everything. And then... And I heard a good And then shot. I heard a bang happen. But just one. I had my headphones on, so I only heard one, but that was it. And then... And I know that it wasn't Christmas, because the guy said Christmas Eve. He was, like, 30 minutes till Christmas, something like that. So, like, his mm -hmm. testimony kind of, like, puts things into question again because everyone else had been saying two shots after midnight. Yeah. And he's like, no, there was one yeah. shot before midnight. So, yeah. like, uh, well, what do we do with that? Also, like, we just need to mention that the guy who played Larry was perfect. He's just all over the place. He, I could not, like hope for a better yes. Larry Butts than this guy. Like, he really, really nailed that personality and just, like, the ridiculousness of High that gremlin energy. High gremlin energy. Like, he did a fantastic job as him. Anyway, also, he had the stupid It's true. Uh, Phoenix basically implies that maybe the boat caretaker is maybe the murderer here. Mm -hmm. But then they're like, hey, we should go bring him back for questioning. And he's like, oh, he's gone. He left. <laughs> Whoops. Yep. So they're like, well, let's, let's reconvene for the day, find him, and then we'll try and figure this out tomorrow. Uh, he goes and gets his bird from a coin locker. And thankfully, there was no babies in this coin locker this time. But there is no a bird. No babies. There is a bird. So, Why does he have his bird in a coin locker? I don't know, maybe he just didn't have anywhere else to put it. Maybe. I mean, like, he could have just left it at home. Uh, Phoenix and Maya go to his, his house and try and find some evidence where they find a piece of paper that outlines the entire plot to pin the murder on Miles and everything. But then they mm -hmm. get stun gunned and the, the the plans eventually just kind of disappear. They also learn they're like, oh, um, did they find out here or maybe later? Regardless. Um, he gets knocked out and then he loses the plans. He's like, oh, crap. That's bad. Uh, Gumshoe is off is going to go find him. He brings out his full police force, which which is just them walking, and, and then a car drives by, drives <laughs> off without them. <laughs> yep, it's amazing. Very good. Uh, but then they they come back to the court the next day and everything, and they still haven't found him. So the judge is about to render his verdict because they can't find him. So they're like, uh. but then Gumshoe runs in at the very last moment. 
with him and a bird. Yep. Found him. He found a bird. <laughs> uh, so he tries to... So Phoenix tries to like, kind of coerce him. They're like, oh, you're, you're Yana Yogi. You're the person who was involved in the DL6 case. You know... You were sent instructions to to do this because of you wanted revenge on Edgeworth and Hammond, and this is how you did it because your wife's dead and everything. Which that scene was like pretty haunting. Um, Oof. He doesn't like admit it or anything until like he gets kind of broken down and finally he's like, "Yes, this is who I am. This is what I did." Which like. Did the bird thing come before that? Because they're trying, he's trying to tie it to him because of Polly. Yeah, the bird thing does come before that. Where they do do the infamous, we are going to investigate the bird. But also, before uh, the, the judge renders his verdict, um, and before Gumshoe shows up, the blue badger just shows up and puts his hand over the the gavel. The, he puts his hand over the, 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 the place yeah. where the gavel hits, and he's just no. like, no. No. You can't. It cu- but then, so like, so okay. You- so it cuts to so he you see you see that it cuts to Gumshoe coming to the courtroom with with Yanni and the bird, and then there's a yeah. reverse shot where you just see the blue badger hanging on like the judge's table or whatever you call it, and then the head falls off, and there's no one in the suit. There's no one in the there's suit. There's no one there. <laughs> And no one does anything about it. No one acknowledges the fact that the blue badger was there. No one acknowledges the fact that there was no one in the blue badger. It just happens. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, like they we get the infamous. Oh, Phoenix is going to have the, the, the burn be cross examined. And everything doesn't go great for a while until he says, like, I'm sorry. And then the bird's like, I love you. Brah. And that's when we get the scene of like what Yanni Yogi went through during the the whole thing where he was like he was basically told to plead insanity during the DL6 case. Um and then everyone just branded him a murderer because they didn't believe it. Um and they like rode all over his apartment that yeah. he was a murderer. And his wife couldn't handle all of that scrutiny and everything and just hangs herself on the balcony. Yeah, so, like, he gets in, and he opens the door, and he sees, like, there's this, like, cloche over, like, his dinner, and he's looking around, and he's like, all right, cool, she made me dinner, where's my wife? And then he, like, looks out the balcony and sees, like, her feet swinging, I'm just like, Jesus Christ, yikes, whoop. Someone came to visit. Uh, He almost fell. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, like that that is a very dark scene for the the tone of this movie. Very dark. That leads to Yanni basically confessing, saying, like, yeah, this is this is what happened. I received this package. It came with his letter being like, Hey, if you want to get revenge on Edgeworth and Hammond, do these sets of instructions, which included like take hydrochloric acid and burn your fingerprints so they can't point Ooh. it back to you and everything. Mur- like break call Hammond out, murder him take his clothes and then shoot at Edgeworth a bit and then fall off a boat. Um also we talked about this but I'm pretty sure that like a lot of the bird interaction scenes were not scripted. Yes. 
um because there are some pretty funny moments that like there's one where like phoenix is like near the bird and the bird like gets on his shoulder and he's like trying really hard to get it to go back onto the like stand like, come on, he's trying come on. so hard there's one where he's just like walking by and like says something very loudly and the bird's like whoa he's like whoa sh- whoa whoa <laughs> the bird just like spreads his wings and he like, like flinches from it but still has to like go through with his lines and stuff and, like it's very professional <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I, I personally don't think that a lot of those are scripted. No. But they're, they're, but they're hilarious and they feel very Phoenix. Again, I don't, I don't know how you train a bird to be a, on film, but they did the best they I could. Mean, there are like actor birds, yeah. but I just think that this one was maybe a little unruly. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> again, like it, it felt very in character, the things that did happen. Mm-hmm. Like him trying to get it back on the bench after going on the shoulder, I was like, that feels very mm-hmm. Phoenix, very Phoenix, because he's like, "Come on, come on, come on," and he's like smiling at it, <laughs> and him getting spooked by it also felt very in character. It's true. Um, so that was good, but yeah, I don't, I don't think those were scripted. No. Um, but yeah, anyway, the hydrochloric acid was messed up, and the plot is revealed, and. Who could have possibly hired him to do all this? Well, now it's time to reveal the DL6 case. Da-da-da! Which Edward takes a stand and is like, I probably murdered my dad. Oops. Yeah. And Phoenix is like, that, I don't think so. Maybe, I don't, that doesn't <laughs> seem likely. So he's, he's like, well, you didn't kill this guy, but now we have to go back to yes. DL6. So they changed kind of how the DL6 incident occurs where in the game it's like takes place in an elevator. Okay. And they all kind of get loopy and pass out and all that sort of stuff um and this it is because edgeworth's dad is trying to basically falsify evidence he's in the evidence and then yana yogi catches him and they get into a scuffle uh edgeworth eventually shows up as well and he basically he he gets a little loopy gets knocked a little loopy because he gets pushed back and then he's going to shoot yana yogi but he throws the gun at him and he thinks that he he threw the gun and it bounced off of Yana Yogi and ricocheted and went off and shot his dad because he heard a because he heard a big scream and everything and then he passed out he thinks this is exactly how it happened to this day definitely how guns work um also like why is your reaction as a child when you have a gun to just throw it at someone because you're a kid yeah (laughs) kids Kids are are dumb. dumb Also, he's still in his little kid suit yeah. at this point. Uh, Wright basically presents evidence to like, oh, the gun had two bullets in it originally, but then once they found it again, they had zero. Where was the second bullet? Mm-hmm. Because there was no other bullets that left the scene and everything. So what happened? Um, eventually, it kind of becomes the thing of like, well, maybe someone else was there. Maybe someone else just walked away with the bullet and just kind of kept it in them all willy dilly. <laughs> and that kind of that's where they start pinning it on Von Karma. This part is a little bit uh, fast forwarded through because they kind of just like yeah. speed through like the bringing it up and then pinning it on him. Like there's kind of just like, hey, we think this is this. All right. Now it's on you. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like one of the things that they do bring up, which I think is uh and, and I mean, this is in the game too. Um, but they did make a point to bring up that um, 
the reason that Edward's dad um, told Mia and Maya's mom that like Yadiogi was the one who killed him was because he also thought that Edgeworth was the one who shot him or something like well, that. Because he, he had his back to him, so he, he had was, no idea really. He was trying to protect. He just him, thought yeah. like, oh, I got shot in the back, so it had to have come probably from him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was not the case. And, no. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, it, it it becomes a thing of like, hey, you know, who was going up against him that day in court? It was mm-hmm. you. You had one day off in your entire career, and it was coincidentally right around this time. And then they're like, oh, maybe you went to a doctor and got it out. And he's like, nope, there's no records of me going to a doctor. You can't prove that. I'm like, well, maybe it's just stuck in you. And he's like, well, you can't prove that. And then Larry's like, I got an umbrella sector with me. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> he's like really terribly put together metal detector. And he's like, well, I don't consent to this. And the judge is like, well, if you don't consent to this, that's pretty much you saying you're guilty. Yeah, like you're admitting you have yeah, a bullet so in you if you don't consent. They put the metal detector up to him and then, oh my gosh, there's something in his shoulder. Which I was joking. I was like, he needs to take off that giant metal like brooch in the middle of his, mm-hmm. his shirt to not send this thing off but apparently that um, didn't matter <laughs> no but it's great because like you see him like phoenix is scanning him and he's starting to look like panicked mm-hmm. like oh god have i gotten this wrong have i gotten this wrong have i gotten this wrong then he goes up to the shoulder and he's like aha i wasn't wrong there's a bullet in you so if and then we get to find about the, the fingerprints of a gun we don't go as fully into detail as the game does but like Phoenix is like, all right, well, let's go get the gun, and that'll prove, like, this, well, it'll probably prove, like, this is the same thing, and then, lo and behold, oh, the gun's gone. Yep. Uh, so Phoenix feels like he's at his breaking point, and then he accidentally knocks over the Thinker statue, which is there, of course, and it breaks open, and inside is the, 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 the evidence bag that Mia, or that Maya, Mia, Mia found. Um, and there's and a bullet it, in it. And that was the bullet that killed Edward's dad, and... They get it scanned and everything, and it reveals that, like, oh, the evidence that uh, Von Karma proved and or showed in court the the last time was falsified. It was a zero percent. Or before it was a hundred percent. So eventually, all of that kind of coalesces into Von Karma totally did it. And there's there's good scenes where, like, as like from the like, the metal detector all the way through this to like him getting taken away so like you just start seeing him get more and more disheveled yes as like he's totally going into like his freak out mode they don't go full into it where like he's like bashing his head against the 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 wood paneling behind him like in the game no. but like he just starts to get more and more disheveled until he's eventually yeah, escorted he, like, away starts like pulling on mm-hmm. his hair and stuff and um one thing that we forgot to mention that i think is a good detail is that the um, scenes from like the older cases, the technology that they show the evidence with is yeah. older and like it's really good. It's like touch. big CRTs. Yeah, it's a really really mm-hmm. good touch. Um, but yeah, like he the the fact that he becomes more disheveled and more uncomfortable and like he's fidgeting and he's touching his clothes and messing with it. Like they were able to pull off his his breakdown in a way that didn't physically harm this yeah, actor. It's a lot more subtle. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, they're able to to figure all that out, put a final stamp on the DL6 case for good. 
Yay. And then Miles gets his not guilty verdict. Yay. Which they do the, they the do the same thing where it's like a bunch of confetti falls down. <laughs> and it's very good. There's a scene like after this where like uh Phoenix, Maya, Edgeworth and Larry are just like kind of chilling in the 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 audience area and like you just see janitors like sweeping up all of the confetti. <laughs> yeah, and Maya at one point is like, "But there's still one case that's not solved." Who was the one who stole the money? And um, like they they start talking about it, and Larry says something about like I needed like a, a few more yen for this thing. Da 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 da. Like I didn't think it was a big deal. Phoenix is like, huh? What? It was you? Like the whole reason I went into this career because of you guys defending me, and it was you that did this. I need to rethink my entire life. And Larry's like, not my fault that you decided to. Do I gotta that. go. Like, this, this is your your choice to become an attorney. Um, yeah, that, that was very good. That was real good. Uh, there's also a scene where Phoenix says he's gonna basically take up Johnny Yogi's case to get him acquitted of his of all the stuff from the DL6 case as well. Yeah. Um, him and Edgeworth kind of reconcile their differences fully. They don't go fully into the my feelings are complicated line that the game does that's become very i feel like misconstrued over the last 15 years i felt like if, if uh, there if, it might it might have shown up in this because we were watching fan subs and that would have been yeah. most likely just like fan subs just kind of sneaking in that in there but they did not go with that same route it's yeah unnecessary yes. feelings is is the phrasing um although it does show them like again the rock star scenes yeah. like what they do go crazy over phoenix at this point too and they like meet up at the stairs and like fist bump yeah so like this this does not go in the same direction that the game does where edgeworth leaves the country after the events of the first game That's because of his unnecessary yeah. and go, he has to, he has to go away so like he stays in the country and they have another they have more court battles and everything uh maya does leave and go home for training yes. so like that part stays the same but the edgeworth stuff is different which i guess makes sense if yeah. you don't want to make doesn't necessarily put people's hopes up that you're going to make a sequel you don't yeah. put that in there yeah so but yeah that's basically uh how this this film wraps up where you see them both in court again and edgeworth back to his edgeworthy ways just being smarmy and venus is just like just panicking yep as you do you know canon yes uh, but yeah, that's that is the uh, the the Ace Attorney film. It ends also with a really annoying song. Which, speaking of songs, the music in this is really good. So they they basically there are like they do pick and choose like various songs from the game soundtrack and just rework them for like a cinematic score. Yeah, and it's very interesting takes on the the various tracks that they they pick and choose here and there. So like. You will definitely like you know hear like you know the the various courtroom themes, various character themes throughout the film, and it's like it's it's a real like kind of fun take on those. That's not necessarily like oh we got we're gonna put in like the exact one to one game sound uh songs in here, but like for orchestrated uh versions of those songs, like they're 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 real fun. They're real good. That's it. <laughs> they are real fun. I 
like this was a really fun movie. I enjoyed watching Same. this so much. Like I would buy this. I had a blast watching this just from like the opening all the way through the end. Like it was just so it much was so fun. It's so good. It's super It's a fun. shame that it never made like an international release. Yeah. Um it's a shame we won't get another one of these with this cast. Yeah. Cuz like this is a really fun film. And, like, some people dislike this film, and I don't understand why. I don't either. I guess you wanted, like, How a super serious like version of the Ace Attorney stuff, which, if, like, you want that, yes. I don't know what you're doing. Um, it's definitely a better adaptation of the first game than the, the anime was, which, that's just a <laughs> mess and a half. Oh, boy. Yeah, that, I had to stop watching that. But, yeah, this is a, this is a very fun film. It is very fun. And it's, I'm I'm baffled it took us this long to watch it. <laughs> yeah, same. But yeah, that's a, that's a, that's Christmas for you this year. We got a little bit of Christmas and some murder, some moida. Almost Christmas Merry isn't Christmas. Christmas. Correct. Merry Christmas. Pew. Pew. On a boat. So yeah, I think that's going to wrap this up for this episode. Are we going to talk anything about the Game Awards? Oh, right. I forgot to talk about that at the beginning. Whoops. Uh, Game Awards stuff happened last Thursday because we didn't get to talk about it last week for our 2021 preview episode. Uh, They put Sephiroth in Smash Brothers. Mario died. Mario got moited. Got murdered. Uh, that was a uh, that was quite the controversial selection. I was not expecting. I mean, I'm just so sick of the whole. I mean, not just you, but there. like, there's other people who are just like, ugh. Yeah. To me, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Who cares? I'm yeah, curious I mean, I'm to not, see I'm... like the two songs that Square decides to give to Smash Brothers <laughs> to put in the game. Because I mean, we know one of them is gonna be one way Angel. Yeah. And then you get to see Sephiroth with his boobies out. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned that like they just very very much evoke Advent Children in that trailer, which is just like bleh. yeah, gross. Yeah, I mean they use lines directly from Advent Children. Yeah. But I'm 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 kind of surprised they would go back to a Final Fantasy VII character. I mean, obviously remake has been popular this year, but like mm-hmm. it definitely seemed like Square did not want to play ball with Nintendo when it came to Cloud. So I'm surprised they were able to play ball again and get Sephiroth of all people. Yeah, I'm I'm very surprised, honestly. Um I I didn't expect Sephiroth and I still think it's a bad choice, but you know, they don't ask me. <laughs> I I would a thousand percent campaign super hard for Yuna. For the rest of my life, I will campaign for Yuna. But that's not Final Fantasy VII. No, but she's a more interesting character. Than, well, yes, she's a more interesting character than Sephiroth. I'm, d- I'm not denying that, but again, it's not Final Fantasy VII. No, nah, and Final Fantasy VII is their cash cow. And yeah. Nintendo's like, well, what if we just put, put a little Sephiroth in here? He's got a big sword. Yeah, he does. Oh, they'll put good music in that game. Final Fantasy VII soundtrack's good. Yeah, it's if very it was good. me, I would make Sephiroth's final smash the one winged angel, which is the wrestling move, the one winged angel. <laughs> he just he just 
basically just becomes Kenny Omega for a second and then hits the move and that's it. Okay, so question. Yes. Do they put his actual theme in? No. Those chosen by the planet, such a better song. They'll just put one winged, one winged, winged angel in, and that's <laughs> it. That's Scorpio. Like, you guys want this one song? All right, cool. Here you go. That's it. Here, you can have the original version of it. You can have the Advent Children remix of it, and that's it. The end. Like I said, the Advent Children remix of it is really good, but like, those chosen by the planet, such a better song. Uh, I would also like to make an amendment where Sephiroth's final smash is him doing the one-winged angel, and then he picks up a piece of materia and throws <laughs> it at your face. It. Yes, that's what I was going to say. He throws the materia at your face. That's all I want. It's never going to happen, but that's it. No. The only interesting Sephiroth thing that has happened is when Kenny Omega wore the one-winged angel tights in wrestling. Oh, my God. Wait, tights? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like I pants. need to see this. Yeah, I know, but I need to see this. And I think he also came out re- like sometime recently where he had a jacket with one wing on it. Um, can you imagine if Sephiroth, you know how Peach has the, the moveset where she can like pick up a turnip and throw it? Mm-hmm. Imagine if Sephiroth had a moveset where he picks up materia and throws it. Can you imagine that we're going to see Sephiroth with a super scope? <laughs> Sephiroth with a pokeball? Oh my god. It's going to be real dumb. But yeah, that, that was the thing. Uh... Nothing like super groundbreaking in terms of announcements, except for Vin Diesel being in Arc Two. Yeah, wild. <laughs> and then also the Arc animated series having just like a ridiculous voice cast. Just a whole weird stuff there. Vin Diesel's just everything. Everything. It's very good. Family. That was the one thing I was like, oh my gosh, it's Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> Ancient cars. <laughs> it's about every Arc Arc Two. It's about family. <laughs> Uh, there was apparently something that came out where and T-Rexes yes where like he said like oh yeah I've played Ark for like a thousand hours and then yeah. that's why I wanted to be involved in Ark 2 and I was like alright cool Vin Diesel you do you uh, there's a new Fulbright game coming which seems real cool yes I'm interested in that yeah uh, Bioware sure showed off some games that were not games yeah. And how about another CG trailer of Dragon Age? That's really going to make fans very excited when they don't show gameplay again. And then they showed off potentially a sequel to Mass Effect 3. Yeah. Which I'm just like, I don't know about that. <laughs> like, I, look, we talked about this when we when I played those Mass Effect games recently. There's a lot of good stories you could pull in the Mass Effect universe a sequel to Mass Effect 3 is not really one of those interesting stories. Yeah. Like, the idea of, like, older Liara going around trying to find Shepard is interesting in theory, but then you, you don't need to bring Shepard back for another game. That story's been done and told. It's over. Do other stories in that universe. But also, like, I don't believe that game's going to be the same as they're showing it now when it comes out. But If it comes out, I should say, if in five, out. six years from now. Right. I mean... Bioware does not have the the greatest uh, track record in the last five years. Um, one thing that we both thought was funny that I I want to throw up a quick mention of is Back for Blood. Yes, the spiritual success for the Le- success successor to Left for Dead made by Turtle Rock, the people who made Left for Dead. It's literally just Left for Dead. It's literally Left for Dead, and I was like, that's cool. Yeah, I would like, play I'll- another Left for Dead game. <laughs> 
I will definitely play that. Like it was like we were like kind of looking at it first, like oh, this looks like Left for Dead, and then like they sh- they cut to like a, sh- a shot of like you in a safe house that's full of graffiti. It has the like weapons on tables and everything. The yep. door is the exact same as from Left for Dead. I was like, oh my god, they're just making Left for Dead, <laughs> which cool. Yep, I'm into it. Which like I think they had like one of the developers on there, and they're like, yeah, we just wanted to make Left for Dead again. <laughs> yep, that was that's- it. Yep. It's like cool. It's real good. Um, I just had to mention that because it was really fun. Yeah, that was a probably again one of the more interesting announcements from this. Um, of course there was other stuff, but like, yeah, whatever. Who cares? Nah, yeah. Someone cares, but not us. I'm not that that focused <laughs> to to mention it right now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's gonna do it for this week's episode. So if you'd like more from us, go to seasonalanimecheckup.com or sac.cools where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Seasonal Anime Checkup and Jared and Al Watch. You can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you want more from Anladium, go to anladium.com. Just the columns and reviews. You can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash animecheckup. You can buy our books, One Shining Moment, a critical analysis of Love Live Sunshine and Hot Tubs and Pac-Man mm-hmm. on amazon.com. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. Buy us a slice of pizza, get access to bonus episodes, unedited versions of the podcast, just weird stuff in general, all that (laughs) on the Patreon. Next week, my alarm's going to go off. That's not what's going to happen next week. (laughs) I mean, it will happen next week, but. Probably. But next week, it's time to announce the game of the year. Oh my god, I still have to finish writing that. I still have to rank mine. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> so we will talk about the best games of the year, some awards here and there, and also, this is something I haven't told you, but I feel like you will get into this idea. Okay. The very first induction to the Seasonal Anime Checkup Hall of Fame. <laughs> what? What game gets inducted? You'll have to find out next week. We have a Hall of Fame? <laughs>